I wanted to hit on a couple things as, as we're getting ready to worship. We want to continue. I got a card. Family of Mildred Willett acknowledges with an expression of sympathy. Thank you so much for the lovely plaque, your prayers and support during the loss of our loved one. Thanks so much, Randy and Marie. Randy lost his mom this, this past week, week and a half, and we just want to continue to lift up them up in prayer. And I want you guys to know that Randy is in the house with us today, him and Marie. So we're, we're thankful that they're with us and God's been with him through uh, his season of life that he's been going through right now. So just appreciative of him and, and Marie and just continue to lift them up in prayer. Also prayers for Ted and Nyla Hughes. Um, I got a card here. The family of Elaine Hughes acknowledges with deep appreciation your kind of expression of sympathy. And it says, thank you for all the wind, for the wind chime and all the prayers and love from the Hughes family. And we want to, you know, uh, Elaine passed away this week. We want to remember Ted and, and Nyla and the family. And Elaine sat right around, well, you're in her seat. You're right <laughs> by her seat. And she would come in. I'm just going to say a couple things because she was, she was family. She would come in early with Ted and she would sit right there. And she said every week she was doubly blessed or blessed twice because she got to sit through worship practice. And then she got to also be in during the service. And she loved coming here and listening to music. Um, she also used the word fantastic when you would ask her how she's doing. And you know what? Even when she wasn't fantastic, she told you she was fantastic because she was an encourager and she wanted you to know that she was fantastic. No matter what, God had her, God was helping her. And we know right now that she is celebrating big time up in heaven, which is a goal for all of us. And she's living that out right now. Um, I wanted to read something. One of the last things that she wrote, Ted gave me this. She said, may God be with you as you face the day-to-day -day struggles life places before you. May God be with you as you face the day-to-day -day struggles that life places before you. And I think that's something that we can all hold on to today, that God is with us no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're struggling with, God is with us. And she wanted, you, she wanted everybody to know that. God's with you as you face things. So we're going to sing a song in just a minute in honor and memory of her. I'll fly away. I know we did it last week, but we're going to do it again because that was her favorite song. And we're going to sing that the first thing this morning, but I'm going to pray. And then let's just celebrate our Savior and the love that he has for us today and see what God has in store. Okay? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy, your grace, everything, Father, that you shower upon us every single day. And God, I thank you that we have someone like Elaine wrote here, Father, that is with us, that God is with us through every struggle that life would throw at us. And God, we know we live in, in, in times where things are difficult and we go through battles that are difficult, God, but we have you by our side. You are walking with us through everything that we may face. And Lord, as we, as we continue each day to seek you, to, to stay close to you, to communicate with you, Father, and surrender our lives to you. You promise that you're with us. That you're never going to leave us. You're never going to forsake us, God. And we thank you for that this morning. And Lord, as we celebrate today, Lord, we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. And that's going to draw people to you, Father. So right now, I pray for hearts in here that don't know you. Our hearts that have walked away and need to come home. Father, right now, that anything we sing, anything we say glorifies you and draws those people to you. Father, because we want to see people say that's why we're here. We just praise you and we thank you for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, the church said, amen. amen.
take a minute. I know I don't usually do this, but I'm the pastor and this is my son, so I'm just going to take a minute. <laughs> because not everybody here was there. When he was born and we didn't know if he was going to make it. When they lost him on the helicopter ride to St. Louis. When we get over there and we're saying, we're not sure your son can survive this surgery because he just got the half a heart. You weren't there when I, I screamed in a waiting room. You weren't there when Sarah and I cried ourselves to sleep about everything with him. But God, our way maker, healer, miracle worker, reached down and touched him and helped him through all of his heart surgeries, helped us learn how to cling to God even in the midst of difficult circumstances. And here I am today. Jackson was saved about four or five years ago. And this morning, he's ready to, to proclaim that to the world through baptism. And I get the privilege and honor to do that. And he's like, Dad, hurry up. Please do. Because Jackson, my son, my boy, you have confessed Jesus as your Savior. As you go under, that old life is gone just like Jesus buried in the tomb and when you come up it's a new life in Christ and you are letting everybody know that Jesus is your Savior you've surrendered your life to him and we are celebrating that so I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit
continue worshiping. Love you.
his walk beside me The winter storms made way for spring For every season from where I'm standing I see the evidence of your goodness All over my life All over my life And I see the promises child of God it's different when you speak the name of Jesus I remember whenever I started speaking the name of Jesus it was it was different it's like oh I'm a Christian but you know what the more I did it there's power in that and it affirmed me it affirmed me what what I believed on the decision I'd made Jesus 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 is my Savior Jesus is my Lord what what was really a hindrance in my life I, I, could, I was so timid in that in my faith but that faith began to rise up and rise up and you know what I told myself it's in me I'm just gonna speak it and whenever I come in contact with people I would say Jesus and I would talk about Jesus God and it was just it was liberating for me and I'm not looking back now I mean Jesus is my Savior Jesus is my Lord and I invite you this morning if you've never we're gonna come to a part in this song 
to cry out the name of Jesus, just do it. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus your name is power your name is healing your name is life
just lift your hands for a moment and just thank Jesus for who he is in your life. Lift your voice and just thank him right now. It's okay to speak it out and thank him for what he's done in your life. If nothing else, he saved you from a path that was leading straight to hell and destruction for you and he pulled you out of that and he set your feet on solid ground and you are on your way to heaven now. That's enough to thank him over and over and over again. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for what you're doing in our church, God. And right now, Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus that whatever you wanna do in this place, Father, that we push aside our egos, our selfishness, anything that we think that it's supposed to look like and we just let you inhabit this place and do what you wanna do. God, we praise you and we thank you for who you are. I worship you, Jesus. And now, if you will, just reach over to that person next to you, put your hand on their shoulder and just pray that they would receive whatever God has for them right now this morning. Pray for that person next to you, receive what God has for you this morning. Father, we just pray that right now, every heart that is in here, Father, we are here for a reason. This time right now, Father, we are here because you have put us here, God. You've aligned it to where we could be here. And right now, Father, every heart that's in here, Father, I pray whatever you have for them, whatever they're going through, whatever season of life they're in, Father, they feel your love and your presence and experience that, not just feel it, but experience that and encounter you this morning before they leave this place. Lord, if there's someone in here that doesn't know you as their savior, let them know that tomorrow is not guaranteed. The time is now for salvation. I praise you and I thank you for who you are, God. I worship you. Anoint the words that you're gonna speak through me, Father, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Turn around and say hey to three people before you sit down. I thank my family. We've got quite a bit of family here today that was here for Jackson to see him baptized. I thank them for coming today. Um, I'm going to preach a pretty basic message today. And I told you last week to invite people that maybe didn't know the Lord as their Savior. Uh, they're lost, they're hurting, they're going through whatever they're going through. And I said, pull them by their hair if you have to. I don't think anybody did that today, uh, thankfully. But I hope there's some people in here, and I pray that there's some people in here that you may not know the Lord right now as your Savior, but before you leave this place, you will. Before you leave this place, you'll understand that whatever you're going through in life, or no matter how messed up your life is right now, that there's restoration through Him. There's forgiveness through Him. You can't screw your life up bad enough where God's not going to forgive you. And Jesus isn't going to come in and change you. We don't have that kind of power. Only he does. So I pray that this morning as we, as we go through this message. I want to start out in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I'm going to read a few passages of scripture as I get started today. As you're turning there or waiting for it to pop on the screen. Just want to th say thanks to McKenna and all the volunteers last night um, for the daddy-daughter dinner and dance. That was a great, great time together for fathers and their daughters and grandfathers. <laughs> Angie cooked a great meal and had help with that. It's just, and it was just good to come together and see dads loving their daughters and the daughters smiling and dancing. And I'm sore today. Uh, I did not stretch properly before the dancing commenced, but. Uh, I'm glad my daughter let me dance with her and she cracked the whip on me all week to get my moves down correctly. So, but we had a great time last night and you'll see a picture video of all that next Sunday. Also next Sunday is modified youth Sunday. Hey Hunter, stand up. There's Hunter. That's our youth pastor, Hunter Frymeyer right there. And, uh, next Sunday, you're going to be right here, buddy. So for the first time, he'll be preaching uh, in front of you guys. So be praying for him this week. I'm sure the nerves will be full force for him. And I'll tell you what they tell me. And I'll say it again next week. Don't blow it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. First Thessalonians 4 verses 16 and 17 is where we're going to start. It says, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. 
First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. And I'm going to continue in some more scripture, but the title this morning is Ready or Not. Ready or Not. Whether you're ready or you're not ready and you thought you had more time, Jesus is coming back. Ready or not. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24, 36 through 44. It says, however, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. And I'm not going to read the next passage, but it's, it's the, the bridesmaids, the ten bridesmaids, and how some of them were not ready. And this morning, I just want to spend a few minutes talking about ready or not. That you don't know the day, the hour, the time that Jesus is going to come back or that you will leave this earth. We don't know. And I, I stand before you now this morning with everything going on in the world today, believing 100% in my heart that we are in the last days. And some of you say, well, I've heard that all my life. Prophecies are being fulfilled throughout the Bible of the end times and things that have happened that are completed. And it's, it's time. It, it's any moment now. We could be called up, caught up, raptured out of here. Okay? And, and Jesus warned against setting dates and trying to pinpoint the exact time because no one can do that. We don't know the hour when Jesus is going to return, but we know that he will. If you're a Christian, you've studied the word, you know this is going to happen. And he told us to watch for those general, general signs of the approaching end. And again, I believe we are here. It's time. It's time. And we also do not know if, if we'll make it to the time of the rapture. You know, as we've seen this week and, and, and people that have lost loved ones this week, we don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what five minutes from now holds. I could be gone before I leave this church building today. And we don't think with that mentality enough as we surrender our lives to the Lord. And we don't think about eternity enough. I don't think that any moment you could be gone or Jesus can come back. And that's it. You don't get a do-over. You don't get a whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. It doesn't happen like that. And we can think this morning that we have all the time in the world to get right with God whenever I want to, but I want to do everything else I want to do right now. And one of these days, I'll get right with God. You don't have that assurance. You walk around like you do, but you don't. None of us do. I encourage you this morning, if you don't know the Lord, or maybe you're backslidden and you've walked away from him, I encourage you to know him, to surrender your life to him, to live for him every single day. We're going to do a skit here in just a minute that just lets you know the reality of not being guaranteed another minute, another day. That's so, I mean, if I could tell my friends and my families that don't, family members that don't know the Lord, it's so important to understand that it can be over quickly. Yes. And as I do this skit, I want you to think about those things. If you're in here this morning and you don't know the Lord, I want you to think about knowing him this morning. I want you to think about that 
quickly, at any moment, your time can be done. Hey, where are we? This is really strange. I, I don't know. The last thing I remember was that truck headed straight for us, and then... You don't, you don't think we're dead, do you? Oh no, we must have been killed. Sure is strange to be dead. Nothing like I expected. That guy must have been drunk or something. Oh, I bet my dad's car is totaled. If I weren't already dead, he would kill me. I don't believe it. I'm going to miss my wedding on Saturday. And after all the planning and dreaming, it's all over, finished. Oh well, maybe they can use the flowers for the funeral instead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'm going to miss my calculus exam on Monday. Sweet. I was definitely going <laughs> to fail that one. Uh, who is that? I think, I think it's an angel. Hey, where are you guys going? Wait. Uh, don't just leave me out here alone. The angel is taking me to heaven. I accepted Christ as my savior just a few years ago. I'm a Christian. What's that about? You never told me you're a Christian. Let me come with you. I'll be a Christian too. Well, I'm sorry, but it's too late. You can't accept Christ now. It's a choice you have to make while you're still alive. What? Uh, what? Who's this? I don't want to go with you. Stop. Where are you taking me? I'm so sorry. If you never accepted Christ in your lifetime, then you have to go. Well, you're condemned too. He's taking you to hell. <laughs> what? You mean you knew? You knew that entire time that if I died without Christ, I would go to hell and you just never thought to say anything? Ever? <laughs> I thought we were friends. But I guess I know how much my life mattered to you now. Thanks a lot! I thought you might be offended if I forced my beliefs on you. I thought that you would ask if you were interested. I never knew something like this would happen. I guess I never really thought about it. What can I say? I'm so sorry. Offended? You thought I would be offended? I'm so glad you spared my feelings now because that's what I'm worried about! Thanks a lot! Skit, but reality. James 4.14 says, How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, and then it's gone. And because we're not guaranteed another minute on this earth, there's a couple things, important things, that we need to be doing. First, we need to make sure we're ready. Amen. And the second thing is, if we have that assurance and we're surrendering our life to Christ, we know we're ready, then we need to make sure our family and friends know about who Jesus is. How do we do that? Again, it's, it's about surrendering your life to Christ. It's about doing that daily. It's about picking up your cross and carrying it for the glory of the Lord. And it's about telling people that there is a heaven and there is a hell. Amen. And a lot of people don't want to talk about that. And a lot of people don't want to receive that as you talk to them about it. And a lot of pastors won't even talk about hell anymore. I'm not one of those pastors. It's reality. It is real. And if we're not telling people about it, that we care about, or even people we come in contact with, that's on us. Just like that skit. You didn't want to offend me? You didn't want to, because of that? If we can get over the fear of sharing the word with people and the fear of rejection and just understand, look past that stuff and understand that hell is real, it's a reality, there's torment, there's pain that's never going to stop. We should be willing to push past our fear and, and anything they might uh, think of us 
or the shame, I don't want to be, uh, I'm, I'm just kind of ashamed to say anything, but we should be able to push past all that for their soul and where that's going to be. Again, hell is real. And if I want to stand up here and not tell you about it, that's me being a coward. Because I don't want anybody to go there. I don't even want my worst enemy to go there. There's no getting out. There's no, please give me another chance. I'm begging you, please, please, please. And people have a hard time with that because they think it's just, oh, God's a God of love and he'll forgive me and I can just, I can just ask him right then. He's also a just God. And one of the things is Jesus isn't going to come back until everyone has a chance to know about who Jesus is. And that's getting closer and closer as they translate the Bible and get it into the villages all across the world. Everyone gets that chance to hear it and decide for yourself, do I want to give my life to Jesus? Do I want to surrender my life to him? Do I believe Jesus is who he says he is? And do I want to tell people about who he is? And a lot of times... Sharing it, sharing the gospel with people, it, it means we put ourselves aside and we just tell them about who he is. Everybody has their own testimony. Everybody knows what you were before you met the love of Jesus. Everybody knows where he took you from and where he placed you now. Is it perfect every single day? No, it's not. But now you have the Holy Spirit inside you, now you have God on your side walking with you through things and you're not doing life alone. Then you get to be surrounded by a wonderful group of people that's going to encourage you and lift you up and be there for you when you're hurting. I don't know how many years and days I'd, I'd go by alone, feeling alone. Although I was surrounded by people that loved me, I still felt alone because I didn't fully surrender my life to Christ. But I want to talk about the gospel for those that may not know what the gospel is in here this morning. And for those of you that do, just a reminder of how easy this can be to share with people. Gospel, the first one, letter G. God, he created us to be with him. Every single person in here, I don't care what you're mixed up in, what you're going through, who you are, who your family is, your background, God created you to be with him. Amen. Simple as that. The O, our sins, okay, God created us to be with him, but our sins separated us from God. My sins, your sins, that separated us from him, Okay? The S, sins cannot be removed by good deeds. I'm just going to be a good person and I'm going to make it into heaven. No, you're not. And everybody that says that and tells you that or you're telling people that, that's incorrect. You can be the best person in the world, have the biggest heart for people, but if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you will not make it. Our sins cannot be removed by good deeds. The P in gospel, paying the price for sin. This was the plan that God had. This is the gospel. Jesus died for our sins. He died for your sins. Everything you've messed up, everything you've done wrong, every mean thing you've said, every mess you've made of your life, Jesus died to forgive those things. And you are not condemned anymore. When you give your life to Jesus, and as Jackson showed us today on the baptism, and you come up, you come up in new life in him. The old is gone. The new creation is now of who you are in Christ. And Jesus did that. He not only died for our sins, he was buried in the tomb, and then he rose again. He had to rise again. Or everything we base our, our, our Christianity on would mean nothing. But he rose again. He defeated death in the grave. And everyone, the E in there, everyone who trusts in him alone now has eternal life. Amen. That I, I knelt and, and I accepted Christ as my savior. I repented of my sins. I changed my ways because the Holy Spirit inside of me makes me want to live for the Lord and do things to glorify him now. And now I'm having assurance as I go about every single day 
that I'm ready. I'm ready to meet Jesus whenever, if the rapture happens, I get called up, or if he takes me from this earth, I'm ready. I have that assurance now. I'm saved. Then the L, life with Jesus, starts now and it lasts forever. Lasts forever. And we need to know this morning without a shadow of a doubt that, you, that our hearts and our lives and our souls belongs to Jesus. And I ask you this morning, have you believed in him? Have you put your faith and trust in him? Have you surrendered your life to him? Because if you have not, I'm telling you this morning, do not wait. Do not wait. Rapture, as the Bible tells us, it words that has called or caught up. And again, we don't know the day or the hour, but it's coming any second. It could happen right now in this service. And again, I want everybody that is in here this morning to know without a shadow of a doubt whether you don't know Jesus at all or you've walked away from him, I want you to know before you leave this place that you're going to make it. That you're not going to be headed to hell if something were to happen to you. That you're not going to be headed to hell if the rapture happens. There's going to be some things that happen after the rapture. And the Holy Spirit will be taken out. That's where we get our conviction. When you sit in a service and you feel God working on your heart or you did for the first time when you gave your life to him, that's not going to be available to you after the rapture. So it's going to be difficult. You're going to have to go based on what you knew but not have that pulling and that tugging on your heart. And again, I'm going to go back over 1 Thessalonians again because this really just paints the picture of how this is going to happen and how this is going to sound when Jesus returns. And I want us to be ready. I want us to be ready. Again, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And some of you in your seats this morning, that took you off guard. You were surprised sitting here right now. You don't want to be caught off guard when it happens. You may have jumped in your seat. You may have just said a bad word towards me because of it. But I want to reiterate that you never know when it's over. So we have to live each day as close to the Lord as we can and surrendering our life to him. We have to to know this morning that I have given my life to Jesus. I've been saved. So when that trumpet blasts for real, that was real. But when it does it for real and he comes back, I'm ready. I am ready. And nothing's going to hold me back here. Or if I walk out of here and my life is over after today, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I want you to be ready too. If our praise team would come up. Ready or not, he's coming back. Ready or not, your life can end quickly. And some of you are, there's a lot of doom and gloom and and talking about dying. It's it's a reality. It's a reality. And if we want to walk around every day with our heads in the sand and not paying attention to the people that don't know the Lord and not, you know, if you're a sinner in here and you don't know him right now, you can't just keep walking around like you're invincible and nothing's going to happen and and it is what it is. I'm going to go party in hell. I hate when people say that. I hate it. It ain't going to be no party for you or whoever it is. It's no party to constantly feel pain and sadness and hurt and never, ever, ever have it let up. 
If you'll stand this morning, I want you to bow your heads and start praying right now, right where you're at. Here, you know the Lord is your Savior. I just want you to start praying for people that don't. If they'll start to play softly. Have you this morning surrendered your life to Jesus? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm going to encourage you this morning through the power of the Holy Spirit that's working in your heart right now to not put it off any longer. And I told you the gospel is simple. We're sinners. We're in need of a Savior. We need forgiveness for the things we've done that is found in Jesus and what he did for us. And all we have to do is believe on him with a sincere heart. Believe on him and we are saved. And I know why, why the Bible, one of the reasons the Bible says that no man will know when he's coming back. Because if we knew that date, how many of us in this world would just live like we want to live until the day before and just decide, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Now we have to be ready all the time. We have to be ready all the time. So if you're here this morning, you've never accepted Christ as your savior. I'm going to invite you to this altar and I want to pray with you and our deacons will be up here and I want you to tell them, deacons, I want you to talk to them. I want to know before anybody gets up from this altar that they have met Jesus as their savior. If you're here this morning and you don't know him, as we worship, I encourage you to come and pray that prayer and surrender your life to him. If you're here this morning and you've backslidden, you've, you've just walked away from the Lord You've turned your back on him. This sign on the sta stage says it all. Welcome home. You need to come back home because our Father's arms are open wide for you. So as we worship and we pray, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray that you're working on hearts. And God, that they will respond to you and understand when that trumpet sounds or when you take us from this earth, Father, we have to be ready. Holy Spirit, do the work in here this morning. Draw people to you as we worship. And we'll thank you for what's about to happen in this place through salvations and rededications and healings and miracles, God. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Is there